I still get people that they're, they're just like, you can't learn online. They're like pottery online. You can't do it. And I, I do get the haters, but I ignore it now. And I don't care because you know what? Life's short. You want to learn what you want to learn, then just do it. And don't let anybody hold you back or tell you you can't do it. Welcome to episode 34 of the Online Course Guy podcast. I am Jacques Hopkins, the Online Course Guy, and this is the show where we show you how to turn your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. I was able to do just that, and after being a full-time engineer for eight years, I'm proud to say that I now support my family just from the income from my online piano course. Today on the show, I was joined by Jess Phillips, and it was truly an awesome conversation. Uh, she really, really motivated me to to just keep learning, always, always be growing, and always be providing more and more value to my customers. And I know, um, I, I know, I just I'm just like super motivated after talking with her, and hopefully you guys will be as well. It was uh, it was truly an honor to to get to um, talk with her in this episode. So just some highlights from the episode, some things I enjoyed hearing from her about was how she was able to succeed with her online courses. And in such a short amount of time, even though she had no experience with the, you know, the online course, the online business side of things, she obviously knows and knew her craft of ceramics. And she had some experience teaching that in person, but she had zero experience with turning that into an online course and how she's been able to very much succeed with that. We also talked about how she was able to launch her very first online course, just mainly from her Periscope audience. And we talked about how she's been able to create over 140 different online ceramics courses. And people sign up for her monthly membership and they get access to all of those courses. That's just unbelievable. So hopefully you enjoy this episode as much as I did. And let's go ahead and hear from Jess. Hi, Jess. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jacques. Nice to be here. So let's start like this. Uh, take me back to when you first got your idea for your online course. Okay. Um, so I first got the idea for my online course. I had been doing some live streaming through Periscope um, and other live streaming social media. And I had taught on the ground classes for local colleges and clay centers. And I was trying to bring the idea of teaching what I was teaching at these clay centers online. So I was sharing it through live streaming. And the problem I was finding is people would be jumping in halfway through the live streaming and they'd be missing at the beginning, or we would have a problem with trolls, you know, people who come on just to bully or be rude. And you would have to put up with that, which would disrupt the educational experience for those who are being there that actually wanted to learn. So I started trying to think of a way that I could do this and control it myself and have complete control over, you know, the interaction that was, that was happening and what was being said and the experience for the student. And so it was about, I would say summer of 2016, I started thinking I need to do an online course, but figuring out how to make that happen, you know, it's easier said than done, right? You can't just say, oh, I want to do an online course and it magically happens when you have never done one before. So 
uh, that's when the idea started. And I was originally thinking it might go through another platform, like through YouTube or Facebook or use somebody else. But then that brings in the whole question of who owns the content and controlling that content, which I think is a really, really big part of it. So um, I'm very lucky because my partner is uh, a web designer and IT guy. And so we kind of brainstormed together and came up with a way that we could do it ourselves. And so we just, without really any experience at all, just jumped in and, and started getting this all together. Okay. So let, let me jump back a second because you said you were teaching like in person, your topic, yes. you were teaching in person. And then you're like, okay, let me switch. Let me do some live streaming. Well, a lot of people aren't going to be able to just turn on and do live streaming because they have no audience, right? Who did you get right. to actually show up? Um, so I started doing Periscope and it would be just anybody who was just hanging around looking for something to do. And we started a group called Potters of Periscope because, you know, I work in ceramics and we call ourselves potters because it's a nice general term and it attracts everybody in. And so I was getting people who were interested in ceramics. I was getting people who that had actually done ceramics or wanted to try it. I was getting people who just were looking for something were to entertain them, but this was education. And so it was edutaining them, right? So they're learning a little bit. So it was just like the passerby. And um, I think I have a very open personality. I love teaching. I love sharing what I do. So it just brought people in. So soon I was having you know, three, four, 5,000 people watching, sometimes 17,000 people watching me live. And it would just be, I would go live, I'd be on for about 45 minutes and people would pop in, stay the whole time sometimes, or just come in for a bit and then leave. And it made me realize there's an audience out there. There are people who want to learn and they want to learn online. They don't necessarily have a clay center or a school that's near them. And that really kind of prompted all of this. So you didn't have like a big email list or anything at this time no to, where, to where you could say, Hey guys, no. I'm going live on Periscope right now. This was literally people uh, that were searching or just browsing Periscope. And I guess you're talking summer uh, of 2016. Well, that's when you right. got the idea for your online course, but it's around this right. time frame when you were doing the live streaming. That's I probably started in February, 2016 on live right. streaming. And yeah. so it, it, yeah, I mean, at first when I was doing it, we would have like, 17 people in February and then it grew there was a really great core group of ceramic people that were on there and you can share the broadcast out you can share it on Facebook share it on Twitter and then people would start to come back and I would just try to broadcast three four times a week sometimes it'd be short sometimes it'd be a whole tutorial that would last like an hour and a half because it would be everything from start to finish in real time and it just grew and I got a following that way which was I think enabled me to launch ClayShare. Mm -hmm. Was this was this strictly brand awareness, or were you also able to, able to capture any sort of leads, email addresses, any kind of way through this Periscope thing? Didn't get any email through Periscope. No, there was no. E there was uh, pretty much they would follow me on Facebook or Instagram, any of my social media channels. Okay. And then when ClayShare launched. I announced it on Periscope. I did broadcasts about it, gave them the website, and people just came. And once they joined ClayShare, then I have email and I have information after that. You know, I have contact information so we can news, do newsletters and, and things like that. But it was very much a grassroots guerrilla startup sort of thing where we went um, from not having really more than 17 people to thousands of people watching. And now we have, um, you know, all the people that are on ClayShare. And ClayShare itself 
only launched June 15th of 2017. So we haven't even hit our one year mark for launching. But it grows okay. every day, new members. I mean, it's just, it's continual. So your, your, initial, uh, your initial launch strategy is, is, is pretty amazing because the traditional way to do things is build up an email list. And then once your course is ready, you just send an email out. Um, that's a really simplified way of talking about it. But in your case, you had this Periscope following and this social media following and your course was ready and, uh, and you went live on Periscope and said, hey guys, um, if you want to, to, to take the full course, it's now ready, um, head over to here and buy it. So I guess it wasn't on ClayShare. Your first course wasn't on ClayShare.com if, if that started in 2017 and your online course was more 2016? Well, <sighs> I would or just say took that a year to develop. It took a year to develop. Okay. Like the whole, yeah, the back end having, you know, figuring out equipment because when you do Periscope, it's iPhone. Very simple. You just put it on a tripod and you're in your studio. But I had to get an HD camera. I had to learn about, you know, formatting. We also had to talk about the way we're going to make these classes approachable for people. Instead of doing these really long videos, we wanted to do the small bite learning approach, break things down into each skill so people can go back and watch that one particular skill over and over without having to fast forward or rewind. So there was a lot of planning that went into it. Plus, um, you know, I was, I was teaching at another clay center. Plus as a working artist, I had all my obligations for exhibitions coming up, plus making work to sell. It, it, you know, it was a thing that I was devoting most of my time to, but not as much as I am now. Like it's my, it's what I pretty much do all the time now. So it's, it's changed a little bit. Back from when you first got the idea for the online course to, and then knowing what you know now, like looking back, what would you have done differently? <laughs> well, I mean, we're always learning. I think as we go forward with this, everything changes. And I think when I was first doing it, um, you know, I was trying to really break things down teeny, teeny, tiny. And now I've expanded that a little bigger, meaning the skills that I'm sharing with others. And I think if I realized what it was going to be, I would start it sooner. Like it wouldn't have taken so long to launch it. Like we took almost a year to launch because I was afraid that it, I was afraid ClayShare on its own couldn't support itself. I couldn't bring people in. And so I think I would have done it sooner. Why, why do you think, why do you think you felt that way? And why, like if, if you, you had the idea and you had this audience, um, so why do you think you had that fear? And so in ceramics, and I still get this a lot from people who are, um, I will say old school, not meaning to offend anybody, but ceramics in particular is a medium that's always thought to have been taught in an institution, in a school, in a clay center. You have to be there with the person to help them and to teach them clay. And so it was the whole idea that, well, here I am trying to teach somebody virtually how to throw a pot, you know, how to center, how to open up, how to pull the walls up, how to get the shape, you know, how to de-air the clay before, how to mix your own glazes. These are all things that has been traditionally taught in a certain manner through the schools. And I was breaking that completely. And I was going to just teach people of all levels that of all ages that had a desire in my own studio through through video right so I, I've, I feel similarly with with my online course piano It's obviously traditionally taught in person local piano teachers and whatnot and um, I I had a little bit of fear but I don't think to the extent that you had I will tell you that 
some, this really, really large Facebook group of, of traditional piano teachers got a hold of one of my videos uh, not too long ago and posted it in the group, 15,000 of them. And the title of that video is called Eight Reasons Traditional Piano Lessons Don't Work. And um, I got a lot of haters in there. And I think when I was just getting started, I probably wasn't prepared to, to handle that kind of criticism and probably would have quit. But I've, uh, through the years, I'm, I've learned how to, to manage that because they're serving one type of audience and I'm serving a, kind of a different type of audience. So how do you feel about that situation now compared to when you first got those feelings? Yeah, it's a very real thing, especially, you know, for some of us, I think, in these very traditional structured types of um, disciplines. And so, yeah, I still get people that they're, they're just like, you can't learn online. They're like pottery online. You can't do it. And I, I do get the haters, but I ignore it now. And I don't care because you know what? Life's short. You want to learn what you want to learn, then just do it. And don't let anybody hold you back or tell you you can't do it. So what I, I do now is I'm like, well, you know what? If you're going to teach, if, if it's someone who teaches on the ground classes, fine, good. I'm glad that works for them. It doesn't happen to work for me, you know, and everybody's situation is different. And I have found a way to teach people and I have feedback from my students that they're learning, they're growing, they're doing things they never thought. Uh, some of the best feedback I get is when I have a student who has been taking classes for years, like this one woman has been taking classes for nine years at a local clay center. And she's been with me for six months. And she says in the six months she's been with me, she's learned more than that total time she's been going to these community clay classes. So it's just the fact that they're, though I'm not there with them, they're still getting my undivided attention. I'm solely teaching it to them. They're getting the best view. They're getting complete instruction. And, you know, it's changing the way people are learning. And who knows, the established ceramic educational practice may change, probably not, but maybe they'll at least open their minds to the possibility of learning online. That's, uh, that's fantastic feedback from that person. I hope that you've, you've captured that as a testimonial. Yeah, we have, a, we have so many of those. Like it's, it's many, many people who, that I have feedback from people who've waited their whole lives to try ceramics and they were always afraid to. And that's, a, that's the thing that, um, that is very real in the clay community. I don't know if it is you found for you with piano, but people who've always wanted to try, but they're intimidated because to go into a clay center, there's all these people working and they seem to know exactly what they're doing and they're doing it very well. And, and here you are, never touched clay before and you want to try it. And the teacher comes out and, you know, they'd say to you, well, the only way to throw is to use this type of clay and you throw this much and you make these forms and, and you feel like, that might not be your thing or you're too afraid to try it or to make a mistake or do it in front of so many people. And, you know, for, for my students and the way I teach is anybody can do it and you do what you want. You make the pieces that make you happy. Yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the advantages of an online course is people can do it from the privacy of their own, their own space and their own time as well. But one exactly. of the biggest disadvantages is you're not there personally to hold them accountable, make sure they're doing the work, right? So what have you found in your business as a way to motivate people to actually complete the course? So what we do every week on Wednesday, we do live at five. So 5 p.m. Eastern on my ClayShare Facebook page, I do a live broadcast and it'll be about an hour long and on it, I will share a little technique and skill, talk about what's been going on, what's new in our classes and, and what we've been working on. And people come and they talk about what they've been making. And I share 
the, I share comments from people that I've gotten over the course of the week and we talk about pieces. They come on and say, I did this piece and I'll, and I'll say, Oh, that's so fantastic. I'm glad you made that variable. I can't wait to see it. So they put images up either on ClayShare or they put it up on Facebook, sometimes both. And that way they're accountable to themselves. Like they're not accountable to me. They don't, they don't have to finish any of the classes. They, if they don't want to, that's entirely up to them, but they want to because they're part of a community. And that has been the key, I think, to ClayShare's success is we really are like a family. We're a community. I really care about everybody who takes classes through me. And a lot of them came over from my social media and they tell their friends and it grows and we just get bigger and bigger. And they know that I really want to help them and teach them the things they want to know. That's, uh, that's incredible that you have that element built into your online course because as course creators, uh, people, people are drawn to creating courses because of the passive income factor and, you know, make money while you sleep. And it's really tempting to just create this thing, have a buy now button, and then just sit back, right. And just kind of collect the checks and kind of forget about people once they sign up. And I think that's a really important element to, to long-term success because you have these happy customers that maybe want to buy more things from you, or they want to share that you have that their experience with you. And, and if we're not as course creators, if we're not having successful students, then in the long run, we're not going to be successful ourselves. So uh, just props to you for including that element. I love the li live at five. Is that what it was? Live at five every Wednesday. Yeah. Awesome. So how does the, the actual content of your course work? Is it, is it, is it one course that people can go and buy? I saw maybe you have kind of a free option and they can upgrade to mm -hmm. a premium option. Right. So we, it's membership based and it's free to join. So we have an essentials level of membership, which is the free and we have free courses. You get free access to, I have glazed recipes up there, tips and some techniques. I have reviews. So we have a whole bunch of free content for people because some people might not want to buy the classes and then it's $9.99 a month or $99 a year and they get unlimited access to all the classes. And currently I'm at over 140 classes. And with that, they get to take as many classes as many times as they want, whenever they want, wherever they want. And whether they complete them or not, it's entirely up to you. Originally, um, entirely up to them. Originally we had started thinking we would do certifications after you finish a class, you would get that. But we really wanted to make it flow smoother and not for anybody to feel like if they did only half the class and realize they weren't really enjoying that particular class, that they were um, in any way not succeeding and not getting that certificate kind of could apply that, you know, imply that. So we didn't, we decided to stop that and just put the classes up there. So when you sign up, you, you know, you pay your, your monthly or yearly and that's it. You get access to everything all the time. And as new classes go up, you get those. And I'm putting new classes up every week. Wow. So yeah. why did you settle on the monthly membership model versus paying for individual classes, classes. individually one right. time and then you have lifetime access mm -hmm. to it? Mm -hmm. um, so we thought about that. And I know a lot of people, especially in ceramics that do classes, will do a four-week session and it's you pay um, so much for that class and then that's it. But usually it's never lifetime access. They always do at least in ceramics, the standard is you get access for maybe up to six months if you're lucky, but then it goes away because they want to do another round of courses. So they want people to sign back up again 
and they'll be rather cost prohibitive. Some of them are $400 to $500 for one class, and that can be a lot. So I wanted to reach a demographic of people who've always wanted to try ceramics, weren't sure how much they would love it, but based on my, um, my assurances that they would love it, that they should come, join, see what it's all about, and stay. And they do. Like, we have a very um, high retention rate. We, very few people come sign up and leave Clayshare. Most people stay because they're getting, they know the value that they're getting. And I feel like the monthly model just, or the, the membership model with the subscription just works best. You know, they don't have to think about it. They subscribe once. They get an email when it's up for renewal. They can opt out or not. So you mentioned 140 classes. Yes. Uh, that's, uh, that's very intimidating to me, but maybe you could explain what a class looks like. Like is sure. one class a 10 minute video or is it like a hundred videos is one class? <laughs> so some classes are about 10, you know, they're 10 to 18 videos long and they run from 30 minutes to an hour and 45 minutes, depending on the class. So they're pretty meaty. There's a lot in there. You know, classes always start out with an intro the tools and materials we're going to be using so that everybody knows what they're, they need to have for that particular class. And a, a lot of the classes, you know, if it's hand building classes, we use mostly the same things. Um, I also put templates up for free on my website. So everything I make, if it needs a template, it's up there and you can have it for free. They don't even have to be, uh, you just be an essentials member. You don't have to pay to get the templates. And that's a really nice community thing I like to do because it just, it's giving back. So after, then we'll get into the actual meat of the class and I will walk everybody through the steps of making something. And at the end we have a finished product. So it's a, it's a full project. Like, you know, this is this little picture here is one class we made the templates up there. I show how to put the texture on. I show how to actually make the form, how to attach the handle, you know, making and attaching the handle and then the finishing work. And then we talk about glazing and I have glazing classes up there as well and firing your kiln classes um, so there's, there's everything. So there'll be a class where all we talk about is glazing the whole class. And that's good for people who have never glazed before and they want to try different glazes and it just shows different ways you can apply the glaze. So it sounds like you have a lot of your classes are based on one particular project. Yes. And if it were, if we're comparing it to something like piano, it'd be the same as saying, okay, this class is on this particular song. And by the end of it, you know how to play this song. And then you also right. have classes on specific techniques as well, which are more general and not a specific uh, project. Right. So right. we have the glazing classes, which you can apply to anything you make. We have surface decoration where I show different like sgraffito techniques, carving techniques and inlay techniques. And that way you can take those little things you learn and you can make a form from one class and then the surface from another class and combine them to create your own thing. So it really allows the student to be very creative and just kind of opens up their mind to all the possibilities that are out there in ceramics and all the things they can make. This is, I, I'm just really, really enjoying talking to you, Jess. This is, um, this is pretty amazing because you sound so on top of it. It sounds like you absolutely know what you're doing and you're, 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 you, you've launched less than a year ago. Like that's, that's incredible. I mean, I've, I've, my course has been around about five years and I feel like you're way more on top of things than I am. And some of the other people I talk to um, are still trying to figure things out. And so as somebody, and you also just seem so passionate about the ceramics as well. So as somebody who had this hobby and you're good at 
uh, you're obviously good at the, um, the ceramics and teaching that, but having an online course and a successful online business requires so much more than just being good at the thing. And that's right. one of the people, the, the things people struggle with most is, okay, I'm good at this thing, but I don't have any experience with marketing or advertising or accounting or sales. Like how have you managed to do all those things when you were just the expert in ceramics? I'm always learning every day. So I'll film my classes and then in the evenings I'll be learning. I just did a tutorial on using Pinterest for your business, which I hadn't been doing. And so I'm, I just launched Glacier's Pinterest page this weekend and I'm slowly building that up. It doesn't have, it's not very big yet, but you know, I look at my market, I look at my demographic and I look at where they're going, where those people are going to find inspiration and sources. And that's where I want to be. So I want to be there on that um, platform. So Pinterest was one that I hadn't explored yet. So I'm there. My next is I am on YouTube, but not very much. So I'm thinking that YouTube's next. So I'm just looking for ways that I can let people know about what I do and about Clayshare. And I'm always trying to stay on top of where people are and what they're interested in. Good for you. So that's it. But um, yeah, it's, you know, you never stopped and that's part of it. And I do love what I do. I love ceramics and I think I love teaching as much. I love sharing with people and I, more than anything, I love when I have a student that I've taught to make something and they actually finish it, complete it. And just how they feel, you know, here they're holding up this cup or drinking their morning coffee every morning out of that cup they made because like three weeks ago, they didn't know how to make a cup. And now they have that cup that they can use and then they know they can make more things. And so it's that um, kind of creative independence I'm instilling in others and the joy that it's bringing to them feeds into me and makes me want to do better and make more classes and keep Clayshare going. Well, I've, I've never wanted to make a cup before, but just the way you're speaking about it and your passion makes me, I just want to go make a cup right now. To take you your come class. make a cup. Yeah. So you would make an awesome cup. Uh, well, with your instruction, I'm sure I would, uh, from what I'm hearing. So what, uh, what is your main source of traffic today? So we get a lot of traffic off of social media. Mm. Facebook is probably our number one source of traffic. We have people uh, coming in from there. I post every day on Facebook. I also post on Instagram, although we don't get that much traffic. We get some from Instagram. We do a newsletter, an email. That's not very big, honestly. The, the emailing is not, we don't see a lot coming in from the email. And it's mostly people will see a video. I put videos up on, um, on Facebook. I did a little time-lapse one of me throwing a T-bowl. It's a 10-second T-bowl video. So it's 10 seconds long. And in that video, I take a lump of clay and turn it into a T-bowl, you know. And that it interests people and it brings them over. So um, Pinterest is bringing people over now in Twitter brings a few people in. So it's really social media is, is where we're bringing all of our people from. And there's a bit of direct, I would say about 20% of our students come in direct, not the, for the first time, but you know, after they've come to us before, the after they've signed up either Facebook or wherever they came through the first time, they almost always come back direct. But the, the direct um, customer is not really coming in so much. It's really through social media. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the 10-second T-Bowl thing right now. It's just it? really cool. Yeah, and then, it's so and just, fun. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just a quick little 10-second thing, which, you know, you're on social media and people are scrolling through and you've got the, the square style uh, video and everything. And that's just, that's just awesome. Production uh, value there is, is just awesome. 
So are you, are you a one woman show or do you have like this team working under you? So it's my partner and I, my husband, he uh, does the, so I do everything creative in the studio, advertising, filming of the videos, coming up with what the classes are going to be about research and development. Cause everything that I want to turn into a class has to be kind of broken down and decided if it can actually become a class. Cause there's some things that just, you, you can't film very easily. So I do all that. And then he edits the videos and produces them. And he does the website design layout and uploading of the classes. So he does that half and he maintains, he does the accounting and he maintains the, um, customer service tech issues. I deal with wow. customer service creative issues. So we divide that in half. So he works freelance for himself and for me. So he gives me about half of his time and the other half is his own business, which half of my time ends up being like most of his time, <laughs> like what I need from him. So right. it, it works out really well because that's his background. Where, where do you think you would be now if he weren't doing all those things for you? If he wasn't doing it for me, right? Yeah, I would. Well, I think I would have figured out a way to do it myself. Uh, there are sites out there, like um, that, I would have figured it out, but it would have been slower because with two people working together, you can just move faster. And it's been able to allow me to focus more on the creative aspect and this half, and then while well, I have him doing the other half. But I think it still would have happened. It just would have maybe taken a little longer. So for somebody that is where you were a couple of years ago um, or where I was roughly five years ago, where you have this idea and you're like, boom, let's do an online Mm -hmm. course. What advice do you have for somebody in that position now? So first of all, I, I always advise people to at least do a few videos of themselves teaching and see, you know, if it's for them, if they're comfortable with it. Um, you know, I'd started live streaming and then actually the YouTube channel, I started doing the YouTube soon after. And that was really where I was teaching first, uh, more formally, because I would do those videos and put them up there and see what the response was to it. And I would just suggest get out there, film yourself teaching, see what you get for a response. You know, if you don't have a, a, you know, I know YouTube is a whole nother platform. If you want to put your stuff out there, that's up to you. But I think if you want to do it, you should just learn as much as you can about how to make it work and do it. Don't wait like I did. Like, I wish I hadn't waited. I, I kept, you know, hesitating because I was worried it it just wouldn't work or wasn't the right thing for me. That is awesome advice. And this has been uh, just an awesome episode. Thank you so much for joining me, Jess. You've, you've motivated me a ton. I mean, it's, it's easy when you're, when you don't really have a boss and you've got your own thing, you've got to drive your business. You've got to drive your day to day. And um, just the fact that you're always learning new things, you know, you, you wanted to check out Pinterest. So you, you learned all about it. And now you've started your Pinterest stuff and um, you're just so passionate about, um, about the topic and teaching others. And it's just been a pleasure uh, talking with you. Well, thank you. It has been a joy to be here with you as well. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so in closing, why don't you just um, let everybody know where, where all they can find you online? Sure. Okay. So of course you can find me in my classes at clayshare.com. And you can come over to our Facebook page, ClayShare, and check that out. Remember, join in for our Live at 5 every Wednesday at 5. So that's always fun. And it's, it gets, gives people an idea about what they're going to get at ClayShare. And then you can follow ClayShare or myself personally, Instagram. Personally, I'm Jess Putnam Phillips on Instagram. And ClayShare is Clay underscore share on Instagram. And now we're on Pinterest under ClayShare too. So come find us. Thanks, Jess. Thanks so much for having me.
Thanks again to Jess for joining me on today's show, episode 34. And hopefully you're as motivated as me at this point to make your own online course, but also, hey, make a cup. You know, if you're if you're interested in in ceramics and really enjoyed hearing Jess's passion like I did and, and want to uh, get into to, to making some things like that, uh, definitely head over to ClayShare.com or head to her Facebook page, her ClayShare Facebook page and, and start learning some of that. Um, and if you are ready to, to learn about online courses and start your own on, online course based on whatever hobby or passion it is that you have, then I've got a free quick start guide waiting for you at theonlinecourseguy.com. I look forward to having you go download that, start start putting together your own online course, and maybe you can be uh, somewhere where Jess is uh, today in, in just a year or so. You know, that's all it took her. So go ahead and check that out if you want to get started, and we will see you on the next episode.